pitch to the Center Circle Studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. 18-yard box is wall-free. This is my three subs podcast, a soccer odyssey with your manager, Tim Van Horn. Two for one. That's all I got to say. My name is Brody Scott. Manager Tim Van Horn, not in the studio. Hey, Brody, it's great to be with you today. I'm, of course... (laughs) doing my share over at the southeast outpost of the My Three Sub Soccer Complex. But I got to tell you, after a wave of information that came out yesterday from the National Indoor Soccer League and a brand new franchise coming to the Lander Center, Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, there's a lot to get to. So I spoke to a lot of people and we've got a lot of sound. And what do you say we get started right away? Yeah, we need to. N-I-S-L. That's all you need to know. Plus, we talked to some legends. We've got uh, all the details on the Memphis Americans. Yes, they are back, and we're talking about them on My Three Subs. We'll be back with today's kickoff from the Center Circle Studios. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. Hey, it's Tim. Just reminding you, this podcast is now powered by Podcave, the complete toolkit for podcasters. Brody and I want all of our time going into making the podcast as entertaining and as interesting as possible for you. So that's why we ditched our old services, made the switch over to Podcave. This is the complete podcast management, combining all the tools we need to make the best shows we can, to make them available on all the platforms you use, and to always stay connected with you. Podcave provides unlimited audio storage, so all our episodes, new and the old ones, are always available whenever you want them. And our website, it's included and built into Podcave, so you always have a place to find us. It's that easy. Music and soundscapes we use on the show are professionally made and fully licensed by Podcave. We get email and text management tools to stay in touch with you, guest booking tools, episode planning tools. Podcave even includes customizable news feeds so that we can stay on top of the latest headlines with Podcave. It's all in one place, and it's all inclusive for just $49 a month. That's right, $49 a month. Podcave, the complete toolkit for podcasters. Save time and money with your first or next podcast. Don't be afraid. Give it a try. Use Podcave. That's podcave.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-V-E, podcave.com. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. We're underway from the Center Circle Studios. We're excited to be here today at this uh, wonderful facility in the Lander Center. And on behalf of the Executive Board of Directors, Andrew Haynes, Michael Taylor, Jason Gibson, and myself, I would like to officially announce the formation of the National Indoor Soccer League. Tommy Devers making his first appearance over the red line. Looks to the right, has a man, fires a shot, goal! A great goal! Here's a tackle from behind. It goes to Zemeckovic. Cuts toward the left. He has a man open. Shot goal! And he drops it. It uh, goes to Figueredo. Held in the zone. Here's Dudek. He winds up. Fires a shot. Goal! There you go. From Andrew Haynes himself. 
two clubs for the price of one, I guess we could say. And 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 we're going to speak more on that in just a second. But uh, Tim, uh, you got a chance to meet up with pretty much everybody on the dais um, and and uh, get to, a chance to really talk with uh, them and also legends in the house uh, in regards to the two clubs. I want to ask for your forgiveness because when we were conducting these interviews, mm. the sound was bumping in that room. It was yeah. uh, it was really a, a, a packed hall full it's of exciting. folks, excited, yeah. curious, getting interviews with the board of directors and other folks that were there. So it was a hectic time, but it was a really good day, I think, for soccer in the Mid-South. But just know some of the audio quality may not be quite the best, but <laughs> given the situation, uh, we're very excited to be able to bring you a lot of information on the upcoming team that will be known excuse me oh, upcoming yeah. teams yeah right known as the Memphis Americans men's and women's indoor soccer teams. Well, you know, and I'm glad you bring that up because, uh, you know, you got a chance to talk to Andrew Haynes. Uh, and and this is basically what uh, he had to say about the whole thing. Well, Andrew, first of all, welcome to South Haven. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Big announcement today, the the NISL and the Memphis Americans. Why why the Memphis Americans? Well, you know, it goes back to that, that rich history. You know, the, Amer- the Americans, you know, played indoor soccer in the Hay day of indoor soccer it was it was the biggest uh, professional league as far as talent wise uh, in a country at the time and you know we want to capture those memories that people had so people my age and probably older maybe attended as a kid um, or or a teenager and now they're they're my age they have kids or grandkids and they want to re-experience that that experience they had they want to create those new memories with their family so um, and then we also we want to tap into the alumni we want them to really be part of this like you know it's not like hey we're the americans like they can have pretty much all access i mean this is they're part of the family this just absolutely blew my mind because when i saw americans okay i thought okay we've seen this done before maybe there's just some fan service lip service i show up and you have like the original u.s legend kyle wrote jr the last head coach in memphis how did you pull that off you know what it's it's crazy how things have gone over the last even 48 72 hours and it it leaked out i think you found it online or somebody did allegedly (laughs) allegedly allegedly but hey, it's good because it, we were able to reach people that, that we hadn't been able to reach up to this point. And having somebody like Kyle, I mean, he, he's, like I said, he's not a legend just in Memphis. He's a legend in soccer. I feel like a kid when I get around yeah. him. Did, did you turn back the clock a little? It's like, Kyle. I was like, can we do a selfie real quick? <laughs> How about that jacket he wore today from 84? It's, it's as clean as when he bought it. If we had that, that would fly off the shelves. People love that retro stuff. and uh, But we want to tap into that. We want... You know, we're going to do alumni games. We're going to do alumni events. But um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. We did it in St. Louis. We had a lot of success. We really, you know, got those guys and we let them know, like, look, this is this is your team. So just because it it's the new 2.0 version, you're still part of the family. By the way, I've got a 20 burning in my pocket for a top hat. So, yeah, 
Get them out there. We, we need those out there. Exactly. Those would be pretty cool. But I do want to talk about some serious stuff, too. And that's, you know, not just the, the men's division, but the women's division. And I think that has extra importance. I think geographically, you may not have picked a better first spot. No, exactly. I mean, if you look at uh, women's college soccer within three hours of here, uh, it's some of the best in the country. And again, we want to try to really focus on those regional players as much as we can. We'll probably bring some men from outside the area, but um, women's soccer in the U.S. is just, it's the top women's soccer in the world. So the talent pool that we have for women's soccer here, and now it's the first opportunity for these these women to play professional indoor. Um, it's like a home run. It really is. And as, as wide and as big as this country is, most, most little girls only get a chance to see their heroes on television or on Twitter, and you're going to help put them closer than ever. Yeah, I mean, really, um, as far as I know, it's the only women's professional team in the Memphis area. So um, we want to have our players out there, but these are these are true role models, true heroes in the community that, that these young girls, like, you know, my, my daughter's grown now, but, you know, if this would have been around for my daughter, it would have been awesome. You know, it can inspire the young, young girls, and it gives them something that they haven't really had. Brody, a couple of things stuck out to me about the conversation with Andrew. One is the acknowledgement of how great the women's collegiate programs are in this area. And then, and no offense to the men's programs, but there are some nationally ranked teams within a short driving distance. And I think uh, the fact that they acknowledge that means that they've done their homework around here. And also the fact that they acknowledge the team's past. We've seen Mm -hmm. time and again, where uh, franchises will bring up old logo names and try to Mm -hmm. reject generate some of the magic and give a lot of lip service or fan service. But the fact that he has basically rolled out a welcome mat and Mm -hmm. pulled the doors open to players and staff of the past teams here, the legacy. I think that's a big deal because not only do you have the, what could be a very exciting future, but you have that fan base that remembers the past and you have an organization that wants to respect and acknowledge that past, which is pretty incredible, which can't be a bad thing, right? No, if, yeah. Because if they bring in Don DeWeese, the owner of Gibson's Donuts, <laughs> right. and who was you know, one of the great referees in the MISL, yeah. who knows? Maybe they'll start selling Gibson's Donuts at the games. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it's pretty impressive. It sounds like they have done their homework. Yeah. Brody, I want to ask you, because yeah. Andrew gave a very interesting answer, had a very thoughtful answer on the double headers and the length of those matches. Yeah. Do you think that that's something that is very plausible in this day and age to be able to have back-to-back matches? Uh, you know, I listen, I, I think that having a double feature, if you will, at, at the match is, is well, that's exciting for me as a parent uh, with, the, you know, the disposable income. I got three kids, so I'm sitting here going, well, yeah, if I can get more bang for my buck, then this is exactly what we're going to do. Thinking dinner in the intermission, that sort of thing. So I think if you are talking about families, you're then thinking about the full night out. And I think that's what's really alluring about the whole thing. Now, here's the thing that I want to bring up to you, Tim, is that you brought up during the talk with Andrew Haynes is you brought up Hall of Famer uh, Kyle Rowe Jr. 
and I, I, you got a chance to talk with Kyle Rowe Jr. You know, I've, I've talked with Tony Carbignani, Bo Melson. I've talked with some of the royalty of Memphis soccer, but you are the elusive unicorn of all of this, and it's, and it's an honor to finally get to chat with you, Kyle Rowe Jr. It's great to have you on the podcast. Why does indoor soccer work? Well, indoor soccer works because uh, it, it conforms a little bit more to some of the other sports that we're used to. Uh, hockey, basketball, the speed of all that, they're, you're going to uh, score opportunities in indoor soccer that you don't get in outdoor soccer. And while I love outdoor soccer, played for the U.S. national team, I... Uh, also know that our women's program is fabulous and they're the best in the world uh, in terms of the the outdoor game but the from an indoor standpoint you end up getting a touch on the ball all the time you get so close it's not an endurance sport as much as the outdoor game is and uh, people like to see goals scored people like to see numbers change up on the scoreboard and that's what indoor soccer allows us to do I know as the Americans left for Las Vegas, there was a gap. There was a desert of soccer in Memphis. And you have done, you've gone on to do many things, I'm sure, because Maryland wanted to get you out of the house. (laughs) Did you ever imagine that indoor soccer would come back in this iteration? I did not uh, really think that it would, and I'm so glad that it has. I'm so glad some people have taken responsibility to make it happen, and the platform of the growth of soccer is there, and so it's a matter of now getting it organized to where uh, we have a chance to uh, let the game of soccer increase the joy in people's life and let it be part of the culture of Shelby County and Memphis and West Tennessee and this whole part of the country, uh, where when I was in high school, soccer did not even exist. And so I've had the great pleasure throughout my life to um, be a spokesperson and to watch the growth of the game. Uh, and I'm so pleased that it now has become part of the menu of sports that any person can play. And if you're not big enough for football or you're not fast enough to this or you don't like to swim, soccer is a great opportunity for almost anyone who's interested in sports. How do you feel about the NISL acknowledging and the city of South Haven acknowledging the the soccer legacy that was the Memphis Americans? Well, I was a little surprised. I thought they were going to choose a different name, and uh, they decided that they were going to go with that. We had a wonderful three-year run here in Memphis uh, with the Memphis Americans, and so uh, and there are a number of those players who have continued to stay here, and when they came to Memphis, they felt uh, so wanted, and, and many of them have, uh, have stayed here, uh, like our family has, and I thought I was headed back to Houston, or I was going to New York for other activities, but we've just kind of fallen in love with our culture here, and uh, our kids went to school here, and they graduated from here, and they've gone on from here, and I'm very, very thankful that we made the decision to not just go from city to city, from New York to Houston to Florida, that we put our roots down here in uh, 
1981 and have stayed here for a long time. One final thought. My co-host Brody wanted me to tell you that you're his favorite from Knowledge Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do miss uh, Knowledge Bowl. I had the opportunity to uh, uh, once again uh, be shoulder to shoulder with some of the brightest young people in our community and uh, I'm very thankful that uh, I had those many years uh, being the host of Knowledge Bowl and given the opportunity for scholarships to so many needy people in this area. Listen, Brody, if we're keeping it real, I love me some Jim Jaggers, but I got to agree with you. Yeah. Kyle was the man on Knowledge Bowl. Bro, if only I was smart enough. You know, it's all I'm saying. If only I was smart enough. Anyway, uh, we're going to bring up uh, uh, the mayor of South Haven, uh, Darren Musselwhite, who was there. Uh, he was a speaker. He talked about the youth to the pro. Uh, he talked about the Snowden Grove, new, uh, the new Snowden Grove soccer complex there uh, in South Haven. And and this is basically what uh, he had to say. Well, Mr. Mayor, I guess this is another sign that South Haven is open for business. That's right. You know, South Haven's been on the map a long time. People notice that. A lot of great things going on in this city, and this will just be another uh, special, you know, amenity for our citizens. How long of a process was this? Because I know the city really embraced the River Kings, and now they are gone. There's been a void here, and it's. I guess this is going to be excitement 2.0. It really is. Todd Mastery, you know, deserves most of the credit for, um, you know, working the deal with them, bringing them here. Um, but it is. It'll be something ex- something new and exciting. And soccer is such a huge thing now for our kids. So this, I think it'll be very. I think it'll be a big hit for South Haven. You know, Tim, you asked me about how I felt about the two for one, and and as a parent, I, I told you. But there's a lot of thought that went into that whole scheme. Uh, director of the NISL, or he's on the board of directors for the NISL, Joshua Blair. You got a chance to to pick his brain. Hey, let's talk about your calendar because you start in late December, and of course there is an outdoor team in the USL, and it looks like people in the Mid-South are going to have soccer year-round now, thanks no, to you guys. No, that's great, and you know the reason why we did that is we took that model from, from our football teams, um, where... You know, it was always hard because I was I was a big football fan, and uh, it was always hard. Right after the Super Bowl, it, you have to wait six, seven months before there's football again. And so, when we when I was in town, I saw there was an arena football game. I I just had to go in, and eventually I started getting more and more involved, and so I ended up buying a team. But we'll be able to do that, accomplish that with soccer as well, because we're going to start in December, right after Christmas. Literally, uh, a few days after Christmas, we'll 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 probably have the first games. Wow! And then we'll be able to go through that that slow season of of December through April and it'll bring people to the arena that probably would never have come to the arena before. Well and maybe a major benefit of that as well is that the weathermen and weatherwomen will get it correct because it's always clear in 72 in here. That's exactly right. I never thought of it that way but that's perfect. Thank you so much. So there you have it. The info regarding the Memphis Americans return to the NISL uh, playing down at the Lander Center We've got more details uh, and final thoughts next. This is My Three Subs. More next on My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. The heart of Memphis has always been full of song. Every walk of life represented in the way Memphians know best. From the established to the current to the rising stars, hear their story and their music on the Memphis Reverb podcast on your favorite podcast provider. 
Just search Memphis Reverb. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. And we have added time to the podcast. So the Memphis Americans are back playing there at the Landers Center. The details are this. Uh, late December kickoff is right after Christmas. Two for one tickets. You can go to NISLpro.com for the league information. MemphisAmericans.com uh, for the season ticket information. We're talking $180. Uh, that's, that's the starting price for season tickets. Very affordable. But, Tim, I got to know. What uh, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I guess my thoughts, Brody, on all of this, it was a very impressive first step overall, I mm-hmm. thought, for the National Indoor Soccer League. Yeah. The Memphis Americans name, they had some reasoning. They had acknowledgement to it. I thought that was that was a very good first step. Yeah. The fact that you will have men's and women's, which has never been tried before. So obviously these guys are risk takers. The fact that you're going to have double headers to me uh, may prove to be a benefit. You know, for some, you're yeah. probably not going to want to stay the whole night. Mm-hmm. But they acknowledge that they want to just provide something for everyone and uh, tap into the interest that's already there in the South Haven and of course the neighboring communities including Memphis it was a great first look the media turned out in droves for this but and I will say this uh, it was very exciting, but I'm not a shill for the NISL, just like I'm not a shill for Memphis 901 FC. Right. Uh, with that being said, very impressive first step, okay. but it's a long way from the beginning of May all the way to the end of December. They have a ton of work left to do, and that includes filling out a front office. That also includes uh, getting some players, yeah. uh, also community outreach. They've got a lot of tickets to sell. Right. And from a league standpoint, we still don't know yet who Memphis's opponents will be. We have a pretty good idea. Yeah. I could have sworn I saw maybe a Fayetteville, North Carolina team on the web. Maybe. But that hasn't been confirmed. But they're looking at at least four cities in the first year and then additional cities thereafter. It looks like it's a very replicatable model. They have some partnerships with some national corporations. But again, with that being said, there's a long way to go. And I hope. And Brody, you can chime in on this as well. I hope that they are successful because if they are, that would give us outdoor soccer right into indoor soccer and a 12 month cycle where fans can get their fill of soccer regardless of the weather. I think the fans win in this. I appreciate the fact that the Memphis Americans, the NISL, acknowledge that there is an outdoor professional team in Memphis 901 FC as well as the rest of the sports landscape. I think there's a lot for soccer fans to enjoy. But again, one press conference does not make a successful franchise. I think these guys understand that. Yeah. There's a long way to go, but it's very exciting. And we're going to watch very closely what they do. And I wish them the best of luck. I always want soccer to succeed sure. in this area. And hopefully this will be another great opportunity for folks to get out and enjoy the beautiful game. So good luck to the Memphis Americans. Good luck to the National Indoor Soccer league going to be very exciting to see men's and women's professional soccer being played so all in all not a bad day from the lander center i loved going there for hockey 
Great sight lines for that. It's going to be great sight lines for indoor soccer. So now we just wait and we watch and see what happens. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, you brought up the sight lines. There's not a bad seat in the Lander Center when it comes to how it's laid out. Uh, a, a couple things that I'm excited about is, yes, they did acknowledge 901 FC. And that could be very beneficial to both clubs because when you bring in a player, you could sit here and maybe talk about, you know, uh, you know, playing year round. A lot of players, you know, go back home on loan uh, who, or maybe, you know, we, we got them in for a while, but they go back home. Uh, uh, there's a couple of players who, who come to mind. Uh, I'm not going to call them out or anything, but, you know, they could stay here, play indoor and and maybe help develop their game in a different aspect, uh, which would help them in the outdoor. I'm talking about the men's side with the women's side. This is this is huge, I think, because we don't have a professional women's club, um, you know, even remotely uh, here. So this would, you know, be one of those outlets for to showcase that incredible talent that we do have here, you know, um, so I think it's all in all really exciting, um, but you're right. One press conference does not dictate that this will be successful. They have a long way to go. We will keep you up to date with all of the developments that come from the Memphis Americans and the NISL, as well as next week, we're going to be dropping some Memphis 901 FC news. There's a lot of, of developments there. Uh, we're going to jump in back into the MLS. We just wanted to showcase what the big news in this area was, and that was the big announcement that the Memphis Americans are back. Uh, the NISL is returning in a big way uh, to the Mid-South, and, and and I think the excitement level is there right now. But again, we, we, we're, we're on the bandwagon, but we're there with apprehension because there is such a long way to go. Uh, my name is Brody Scott, Tim Van Horn, joining us from the Lander Center bringing you all of the inside information. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. More episodes uh, next week, and we'll keep you up to date with everything happening. Until then, we're out. There's the whistle. Thank you for listening. Check out more of my three subs podcast, A Soccer Odyssey. This is a Brody Scott production. Daddy, daddy.